celebrate Christmas Eve, so we're going home to wrap some presents pretty quickly after our services tonight. But here at Faith Covenant Church, we've been talking in this season about how in the midst of an increasingly busy lifestyle that we have in our modern culture, it's really important for us to take time to recognize that it's also important for us to figure out how do we make room for God in our lives. All of us want God to move in our lives in in one way or another, but part of the challenge is that in today's society, in today's culture, we live lives that are so often full, even many of many good things, that by the time we get to the end of the day, there's really not even time left to pay attention to God or to give to God or to make room to see Him at work or to even acknowledge His presence in our lives. We fill our lives with work and play and relationships and exercise and so many things that are, that are good and necessary and, and even right, and yet we miss the possibility that in the midst of all of that, God wants to meet us, God wants to connect with us, God wants to be a part of all of that life that he's given us to live. The Christ, this Christmas at Faith Covenant Church, in the midst of the increased busyness of the holiday season and the increased busyness of our lives, we've been focusing on how the best gift that you can give to yourself and to those that you love is to make room in your life for God. Now, we've been learning about how Christmas is a season of anticipation because it reminds us that the birth of Jesus was the the first installment of God's plan to bring to fulfillment the the years, the centuries-old promise that he would one day provide a Savior. He would send a Messiah to bring an answer to the the problems of the brokenness and the, the, the disorientation of this world to bring his healing and his order back to the creation that he had made. He was going to provide a Savior that would be a gift to all people. We've also been talking about how Christmas is also a season of preparation, because as human beings, we learn that we need to be able to prepare our hearts to receive this coming gift of Messiah, because if we're not prepared like those long ago, it may come and go, and we may miss God's arrival in our lives. As we learn from the story of Christmas itself, God had made all the preparations. He'd sent out the invitations. He'd talked to people for years and years saying this was coming. And yet when it finally happened, when it finally arrived, as Pastor Dick read in the story, when Mary and Joseph got to Bethlehem, there was no room for them in the inn or there was no guest room available for them. See, Jesus' first hours of human existence, we learn from the story, are spent in a manger the agent of God's grace and peace to the whole world, lives without pretense. And for one moment, the the center of God's activity in the entire universe resides in an animal feeding trough. You see, the dignity of this event isn't from the surrounding circumstances to the story. It's not what's from happening around all of the things. What, what, what happens is the dignity of this story comes from the person who resides at the center of the story, the person that was in that feeding trough. Sometimes God's work goes on quietly in hidden ways and in unexpected places in our lives. See, the birth of Jesus and the story that we remember tonight displays God's divine values are not our values. God looks at life completely differently and often upside down from the way that we approach life. And the most powerful person ever born, if you believe who Jesus really was, he entered the world in total simplicity and in complete humility. And that's not how we would have had the Savior come, is it? 
Oh, we would have had the paparazzi out, and we would have had the movie cameras, and, and we, would have, we would have shown it on, on all the major networks, and we would have made an epic movie about the event. Well, I think somebody did that, didn't they? See, Make Room is about rediscovering a sense of the divine simplicity in our own lives in ways that allows us to see God at work in new and perhaps unexpected ways, perhaps in the midst of the very of life that we live day in and day out. What we learn from the Bible is that we don't learn to see God in our lives from looking at all of the external circumstances of our lives. In fact, if we focus on all the external things, we're often left disappointed, wondering, where is God? Does God even care about me? Because we're never intended to find God in the world of things. God comes into the world of things. He becomes flesh and blood in, in his son, Jesus, to help us to know that even in this world that is lacking peace, that is lacking wholeness, that is lost in darkness and evil and sin at times, God is with us. He cares about us. He knows every little detail of our lives, and he wants us to make room for him to share this life with him. If we want to rediscover God and reconnect with God, maybe we need to not be looking at all of the busy distractions of the world or even sometimes the busy distractions of church activity, but looking in the margins of our lives, those unexpected places, those key relationships that God has given us. Maybe God wants to show up in unexpected ways in those places. You see, we need to learn to make room to find God in the humble and sometimes maybe even the seemingly mundane places of our lives, even in the internal, even in the internal quietness of our own hearts. When we make room for God, we make room for God to work in our lives. We make room for a miracle. You see, the miracle of Christmas is really this discovery of the unexpected reality that in this little baby that was born is this huge statement that we should never forget that God is with us. This was a promise that was made by God 800 years before Jesus was even born, and some say in other scriptures even before that, but I want to take you tonight to the, the, gospel, the gospel, the prophet Isaiah, and just a couple verses from Isaiah. Remember, 800 years before Jesus is born, right? Chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then jumping over to chapter 9, looking at verse 6. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You see, this gift, this little baby that was born in Podunk, Bethlehem, and, and put in an animal feeding trough was the God of the universe come to tell us that it doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter what we're experiencing. It doesn't matter what we've done or what our background is. He is with us and he is for us and he wants to help us like nobody else can. But we need to be willing to make room in our lives for him. Now in our culture, we have so many good things that sometimes we can miss the God thing. In our culture, we have so many good things that sometimes we can miss the God things. 
in our busyness and distraction, even with these good things, even sometimes with church things, we can miss the reality of God's presence and his power that's available to us in any moment of any day. The often unseen reality that God is with us everywhere at all times. Too often we allow ourselves to be satisfied with the good things of this world and content to skip the God things. Until life turns a corner and then we discover that even the good things aren't enough to meet the deepest longings that we have and the places of deepest need in our lives. And if we've lost touch with how to find our way back to the God things, we are left wondering if God is is here, if he cares, is he even real? We begin to doubt and question the reality of God because we focus on the good things, but we've lost track of the God things in our lives. You see, Christmas is a season that reminds us that the world we live in is far from perfect. In fact, it's a world filled with darkness and pain and brokenness and evil, and we see it on our news every night. Yet in the midst of the pain and the darkness of this world, there's good news that God is still present and at work in the world and in our lives. And he's promised that he can and will save us, even in spite of our own sin and our own brokenness and our own mistakes and the way that we continue to contribute to the very brokenness and the darkness of the world in which we live. You see, in this sense, Christmas is a season of hope, even in the midst of some of life's most trying circumstances. And I don't know what circumstances you might be coming from tonight. I don't know what brought you to church tonight. You may have come because it's Christmas Eve and you came with your family and it's kind of what you do. But it's very possible that this might be the very moment that God shows up in an unexpected way calling your name to say that he wants to be in a relationship with you. It might be the very night that God invites you to make room in your heart and in your life and in your soul for a relationship with God that maybe you weren't anticipating, that maybe you weren't planning on, that maybe you weren't expecting, but that just might be the best gift you receive this Christmas. You see, the real life story of the birth of this baby boy named Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, is a reminder to us that the baby born that all those years ago came to give his life in order to save us, to came to give his life so that we could discover real life. And because he's alive today, because we know that he went to the cross and he died and he was buried in a tomb, but on the third day, he didn't stay there. He came alive again. And on Easter Sunday, he rose from the grave. Because he is alive today, we know that through the Spirit of God, he is here with us now in this room. Do you believe that? Can you receive that? It might just be the best gift you get this Christmas. He wants to be born into our lives in a new, in a fresh way, this Christmas, and every day, and every season of our lives. You see, that's the good news of Christmas. That's the the true gift of Christmas. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He's here now. That's what we come to celebrate. That's why we're here. That's what worship is all about. We come to make room in our lives for God. The mysterious reality. That God is here through the presence of his spirit. This mysterious unseen reality that the God of the universe is present to each of us every moment of every day is something that blows your mind if you really think about it. And it's an incredible gift that we can receive.
yet. The challenge is that we can even come to worship and go through all the motions and miss the gift that is staring us right in the face. That he's here, not only with us, but he's for us. He's here with you and for you. And he even desires us to be with him and for him. See, Christmas reminds us that this is actually the greater reality of the world we live in. And it's not only available to us in times of worship on Christmas Eve or in Sunday morning or in a church building, but it's available every waking moment of the day when we're going to school, when we're going to work, when we're walking on the street, when we're driving in our car, when we're putting dinner on the table for our kids and our family. And when we recognize that this greater spiritual reality is really the the world that we truly live in, that God has made available through his son Jesus, we discover that all of life becomes an act of worship. All of life becomes an act of worship. See, that's what Christian spirituality is all about. Jesus came and gave his whole life to us so that we could be brought back into relationship with God, that all of the mistakes and the sins and the brokenness of our past could be forgiven, and so that we could give all of our lives for him, so that everything we say, everything we do, every relationship becomes an act of worship. And then life takes on an entirely new meaning and purpose. And we discover that we too have a calling from God to be light in the darkness, to make a difference in other people's lives. This experience and reality of God with us, however, cannot be manufactured. It cannot be purchased. There's no bank account big enough to buy it. And it can't be earned by doing good things and chalking up enough points and stars in heaven so that you get this gift. It can only be received by grace. See, we need to make room in our hearts for Jesus. We need to receive him into our lives as God's greatest gift to us, to to his gift of himself in mercy and love and grace as the Lord of glory and the Savior of the world who comes because he cares about you and me. We need to hear the invitation of Christmas in fresh, new ways again. As the angel said to the shepherd in verses 10 and 11 of the the Christmas story, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town uh, town of David, a Savior has been born to who? To you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. This Christmas, a Savior has been born to you and to me. That's what Christmas is all about. There's been a a Savior who cares about the, the brokenness and the pain of your life, and he wants to bring healing and wholeness if you'll simply make room for him in your world. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is Emmanuel, God with us, and he wants to be born into our lives in new and fresh ways this Christmas. And in the process, what we discover is that we too are born again in him. Is there room in your heart for him tonight? As you come to Jesus this Christmas to celebrate the exchanging of gifts and the celebration of generosity that all stems from this God of the universe who loved us and sent his son to be the savior of the world, is there room in your heart for him this Christmas? Author Oz Guinness said, like Nicodemus, some of us need to be startled again by what Jesus said. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. 
And I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years or if you're not a Christian and you got drugged here tonight by family. Maybe tonight is the night that God becomes real, that God becomes more than a theology or an abstract concept, that God becomes a person in the person of Jesus Christ who came to, break, to redeem your life from this pit of a world that we live in that was never God's intention. See, we don't learn to see God in our lives by paying attention to all the external circumstances. This Christmas, the best gift that we can give to ourselves and to those we love is to make room in our lives for God. When we make room for God, we make room for him to work within us, to transform us from the inside out, and we make room for a miracle. I want to I pray with you. I want to pray with you, and I want to pray for you. And I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know where your heart is. But I'm going to pray the words that allow us to accept Jesus into our lives again this Christmas. And and if you want to pray that with me at the end of the prayer, if you want to say amen as your sign that you agree with everything I've prayed, you just say amen. If you don't agree, that's okay. It's not a problem. But I just want to pray with you and I want to pray for you because I need Jesus in my life as well. I want to pray to receive Jesus as my Savior again this Christmas because that's what Christmas is all about. So I'm going to pray, and I invite you to pray with me. At the end, we all say amen if you agree. That'll be your yes to making room for Jesus in your life this Christmas. Let's pray. God, we have to confess that we do get so distracted by the things of this world. We have such high hopes and and such great expectations for what life can be and what it should be and what we should be and and what other people think of us that that we get pulled away from the things that that we know that maybe you want for us or we make some bad decisions that, that cause us to get off track with what you say is best and right and good. God, would you forgive us for the ways that we have sinned and fallen short of your glory in our lives? Would you, would you give us your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness through your son Jesus again, allowing him to once again be born in our lives as, as our Lord and our Savior, as, as our master. We become followers of him. Help us to follow his example of love made real through generous sacrifice and real, honest relationship. God, help us to, to, to carry that love and that light into our relationships with those around us, to, to follow the call of Jesus, to be his disciples, and to make a difference in this world of darkness, to bring light and love and wholeness. And God, we will thank you, and we will praise you. And this Christmas, we will express that your generosity and our love to one another. We thank you. We praise you. We need you. We love you. We ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus, who gave his life, so that we might have life. Amen. Amen.